Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. You're listening to Ride at Home with Rich. And now, here's your host, Rich Orris. Good Saturday afternoon and welcome to Ride at Home with Rich. It's me, your host, Rich Orris. And you know, each week we dive into the exciting world of home improvement exploring a wide range of topics to help transform and maintain your homes. And, and we all know that, you know, Old Man Winter can really deliver a unique set of challenges and opportunities when it comes to our homes. So today we're kind of going to be your trusted source for prepping your home for fall and winter, along with many other common topics. My producer, Todd Bachman, he's going to join me again and kind of help out, help get all of your thoughts and and questions answered for you. I'll also have my On the Road with Rich segment and my hack, so stay tuned for both of those as well. So find a cozy seat and get ready for another episode of Right at Home with Rich. So Todd, hey, thanks for joining in again today. How you going? How's your day going so far? It's going great. Happy to be here again, Rich. Oh, it, you know, this is going to be, uh, some of these things we get into will absolutely be Great topics for right now. You know, we just had Halloween. We just had our first deep freeze. I hope everybody has their sprinkler system shut down and their hose bibs off. So more to come with all of that for sure. A lot of stuff to talk about with that. Um, But I'm excited to do this type of show again and just kind of, you know, help people out and see if we can get some common stuff answered for me when we did it you know last week we we just didn't get far enough along as we thought because it is such great great stuff to do and no doubt yeah we have so many great questions people ask us all the time and you have such fantastic answers so let's dive right into it uh let's go ahead and talk about humidity in the house how can one get a handle on the humidity in their house and subsequently you know what causes it to go up how can they control it yeah, and so, you know, right now, of course, with all the cold and everything, the heat running, that humidity is going to be dropping drastically, but it is extremely common, you know, with with humidity fluctuating in your house. So kind of thinking first off, you know, what causes humidity, kind of a lot of the things that that cause it are kind of the same as when we talked about last week, the room that's too hot or too cold. A lot of those same things could actually, you know, the humidity comes with it. 
So air infiltration, you know, leaks around windows, um, air infiltrating from the attic space, um, water from underneath a basement floor, um, dirt underneath a living space, like a crawl space with, with ground or dirt underneath it, poorly insulated or ventilated, poorly ventilated attics can also bring in, you know, a lot of humidity from the top. And then you got to think about the things that we we do and or have inside of our homes because it's also, you know, all those things could be going on and, and everything is like a percentage of the problem that usually adds up to what, you know, drives it. It's It's very rarely, but occasionally we find something like someone stacked a a bunch of firewood in their inside their basement. Um, and as that stuff dries out, you know, so firewood will bring a lot of humidity into the home as it dries out. Plants, cooking, um, showers, baths. How many people live in a home can actually raise the humidity? A person generally just kind of puts off and creates over 32 ounces of water a day oh really out of just what they do their body breathing um just everything perspiring all that stuff you you'll just produce that so if you have 6 8 10 people living in one home just that you know and everything going on could actually you know, raise that humidity. And then of course our air conditioning in the summer is another big thing to make sure that's working properly or it's not too large of a unit um, and not running enough to remove the humidity from the home. So that's another issue that can come about. So the plan for, for what to do about this, if you're noticing this, where I would start is um, by getting some digital hygrometers and and I say the plural form of that because one just isn't enough for the common home unless you have a ranch home that's a slab on gray with no basement you want to put one of these on every every floor of the home because the basement's usually you know basement first floor second floor you're going to have less on the second floor a lot of times than you will in the basement or the first floor. So you got to kind of watch how you're getting rid of it because you could actually, you know, you do this whole home unit or something and you could lower it too much on the second floor while, while getting it where you need it, you know, in the basement, but kind of, you know, get one of those for each floor and, and you can monitor it. They'll have them where it'll save like the highest and the lowest readings so you can go back and look at it and go, oh, wow, you know, it's looked good to me every time I've looked at it, but it did spike up to, you know, this percentage at one given time. So it, it can kind of record the highest and the lowest readings. So I have one on every floor of my house. And then I also have the thermostat for the first floor and the second floor both show the humidity too. So I have five of these things in my house showing where is it different, what's going on. And then once you have that in place and it's kind of showing you where, what, when, and what's going on, now you can look for the things that are causing it, you know, stopping and blocking air infiltration around windows from the attic, you know, sealing off the attic, 
insulating properly to help with the temperatures. The basements, you know, underneath these rooms are are a big thing with basements and crawl spaces. You know, as far as do you have ground and dirt underneath a crawl space underneath a room, you know, is your band boards around the basement, are they insulated properly? And if you do it with a spray foam insulation, then you can block all of the air infiltration. You know, when you when you insulate with fiberglass and just like bats and, and pieces of fiberglass, a lot of air can come in around that. So there's there's a lot with how we insulate to to block the air also. And then of course checking your air conditioner, have that looked at every year, make sure it's a good proper size, that it's running right, and that it's going to help remove humidity in the summer. And, and then know that your ideal level of humidity is, you know, around, you know, 45%, you know, 40 to 45 would be ideal. Um, under 50 for sure. Once you start getting over 50 to 55, it's definitely too high and it's time to start thinking about doing something differently to, to help bring that down. Excellent. Okay. Well, believe it or not, it still is fall. I know <laughs> this past week kind of felt like winter and felt like fall went away real quick, but yeah. it is fall. <laughs> um, so it's not too late, I don't think, to talk about some fall home maintenance tips. Do you have any tips for the common homeowner to prep their house or you know maintain their house for fall weather? Oh, you know, absolutely. And it is a good thing to to kind of have some list. Um, we kind of looked over one, you know, from Forbes, the, the Forbes.com was put out there, some really good things on there. But, you know, kind of have these things in these lists at these different times of year to help you just remember, you know, the different things that are just good to do, you know, doesn't necessarily need to be fall per se for some of them, but they're just good to do to have them on a list, you know, in that time zone. But, you know, testing um, the batteries in your smoke detectors, testing your smoke detectors to, you know, see if they work, um, hold the button down, make sure they all go off and they're interconnected. And, you know, all of that stuff is a great thing to do in the fall with winter and heating and all that stuff coming on. Um, Inspect your fire extinguishers make sure they're charged and and ready and the ends aren't clogged and you know all of that with your fire extinguishers you know around the house i would definitely you know also kind of recommend with like like those similar to the digital hygrometers is put a fire extinguisher in those key places maybe even one on every floor you know just to to have it ready um, but then they're easy to forget about and, and just miss out on, you know, you go to use it and it's old and you didn't realize and it's, you know, not going to work. Of course, clean your chimneys um, before it really gets too cold. Um, so you're going to want to do that really super soon. Um, kind of weatherproof, you know, look at your windows, make sure that they're they're not drafty. Look at the caulk on the outside on the inside kind of seal them up and make sure you're keeping that cold outside um, of course check check your heating systems change your filters that sort of thing i always advise really with the the furnace filters is 
really what what I advise is just look at them every month. Look at them once a month and see how dirty they are and then change them when you start seeing, you know, that they're getting dirty. So every three months is a good rule of thumb, but it doesn't mean you might not need it in two months or it may last four months. So just kind of keeping your eye on it, but keeping up with all those heating systems, uh, maintaining any gas heaters, you know, safety first when it comes to any type of gas produced heat is, you know, really have a professional inspect, you know, something like that. Checking out your, you know, clearing your, your hot water radiators and steam radiator, you know, systems, uh, making sure that they're ready to go. And, you know, they have like the air hole where you can kind of set that out and and get some of that to make sure the, the the steam and, and the water's getting there and get the air out of the lines and everything to make that work better. So checking that, you know, every year is a great, great idea. Um, and then of course, you know, finish any outdoor painting where we'll have temperatures good enough for that. Again, I'm, I'm certain in the next, you know, couple weeks or so, but we'll lose that very quickly here in St. Louis and paint will really struggle to adhere. You know, once your temperatures are dropping below, you know, like 45, you know, 40, 45 degrees um, overnight. So it's a good idea to get any of that stuff done. Gutters are, you know, cleaning and maintaining those gutters before winter, before freeze and ice and stuff gets in there. You know, make sure they're cleared out if you don't have some kind of helmet system. Um, And then, of course, do your lawn care, you know, right at the end of the year. Cut the grass a little bit shorter maybe than you, you know, do every, every week. Um, water fertilize aerate the soil get all that stuff out of the way and fall here is a perfect time to do that Um, and then like we said earlier disconnect all your outdoor hoses drain those outdoor water sources um, repair any any walkways driveways fix any cracks fill any cracks you know during the winter here um, in St. Louis, we have a lot of freeze-thaw cycles. We have over like 60 cycles a year where we freeze overnight and we thaw the next day. That is exactly why we have so many, you know, concrete problems, you know, anymore is all of that going on. So when you have cracks and, and things like that and you got that moisture getting in there, it's good to keep that moisture, seal it up, Fill the cracks, keep that moisture on top and running off of that concrete, and it'll really help, um, you know, with all of that. So there's a good big list for everybody. We'll have more about winter here a little bit later on. I did want to remind everybody um, something going on here at Mosby because we have our um, kitchen and our window and door promotion going on, our sale, and this is basically the end of it um if you're hearing my voice you only have about a week and a half left you're going to want to call in by wednesday the 15th and get your appointment set the window door and kitchen sale so we've got five percent off with some low monthly payments if you if you still want to finance that project you still can or you can do a 12 months no payments no interest kind of a same as uh, cash kind of type of financing. That offer ends on the 15th. So Tuesday, the 14th, you want to make sure you've scheduled your appointment to have us out 
to check that out. You can call Mosby at 314-909-1800. You can check us out at callmosby.com. That's C-A-L-L-M-O-S-B-Y.com. Or you can just walk right into our Kirkwood studio, have a conversation, 115 West Argonne Drive in Kirkwood, 63122. We'd love to see you. Talk it out and, and get something set up to come out and see us. So we'll be right back after these messages. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. And now, here's Rich's right-at-home hack. All right, guys, we're back. You heard the man. Time for Rich's right-at-home hack. And, you know, I I got an interesting one today, which actually just came about because my uh, my daughter locked herself out of her house the other day. And, um, you know, she went to lock the handle, close the door, went to grab her keys to lock the deadbolt, and then realized she didn't have her keys. And so um, her boyfriend hides a key outside later. Of course, they didn't have one. And, and he said, well, I'm not going to tell you where it is. I want to keep it hidden. But if you if it happens again, call me and I'll tell you where it is. And so I told her, that's actually a perfect opportunity to, um, what you want to do is try and find that key. Because if it's not in a good spot and you can find it, that's not a good thing. And hiding a spare key underneath your doormat just doesn't work anymore, right? That's, you know, that's just not a great idea. And so there's a whole bunch of different creative ways, you know, to hide a spare key. But the one that I saw that I, that really seemed, you know, the most clever and really a great spot, you know, knowing and understanding the house is basically to kind of make a fake outdoor socket. So basically just buy, you know, one of the outdoor outlet covers not you don't want the big plastic bubble one but the thin metal one with just the flat door that kind of lifts up and if you just took that cover screwed it onto your siding at about an outlet height you know somewhere around the house and then just put that key in there and shut that little lid most people are just going to walk right past that thinking that's an outlet on the wall 
So I thought that's a really kind of clever little trick, you know, for hiding that key. There's a ton more uh, different ways to do that, but I like to keep it really super simple and easy for everybody and, and real clever way to keep that hidden. And again, if you do hide one, don't tell the other person about it and let them try and find it. That'll let you know if you really came up with a good place to do it. So remember, <clears throat> you can hear these hacks every week on my social media. Just search Rich Ors Facebook on, on Facebook, Rich Ors Mosby or LinkedIn Works. You'll see these hacks every week and go back and listen to them. Love to help everybody out. So, And speaking, Todd, of helping everybody out, We've got a whole list of things we're going to try and get through today with all these different common topics and questions that we hear all the time. Again, I absolutely love this type of format. Haven't been at this type of format probably as much as we should. Yeah. Um, so what do we have on tap next for everybody? All right. Yeah. So we just talked about, you know, getting your home ready for fall. What about now that we're going to transition here soon to winter, things we can do to prep for winter? Yes. Um, so so there is definitely a good list. And, you know, I've, I've had these, these monthly maintenance lists that I've gone over, you know, in the past that we've always talked about. So kind of taking October and November and pulling out you know, those winter sections of, of what you want to do. When you think about your lawn equipment, you know, once you're done, we talked about cut the grass, get a little shorter, aerate, do all that great stuff for your lawn. Well, now do the great stuff for your lawn equipment. You know, put the fuel stabilizer in there, drain the gas if you can, you know, things like that to get that uh, ready for winter. Um, setting your thermostats if you have ductwork dampers and your humidifiers for winter. If you have a humidifier on there, don't forget to turn that to the winter setting, get it open, you know, pick pick the right humidity that works for your home, monitor the humidity to make sure you're not putting too much out there in the winter. Um, and then kind of going outside around the house, think about if you have a walkout basement, basement stairs, if you have window wells, you want to make sure that you're, you know, cleaning those out, getting all the leaves out, making sure the drains are clear so that when we get these winter storms, you know, you won't have an issue with that stuff draining. And then, of course, coming up soon here, you're going to want to set your clocks back, you know, one hour in November. Don't forget that when the times change and everything. Um, your ceiling fans, moving air around the house. So you want to change those ceiling fans in the winter to rotate clockwise as seen from the floor. So you're going to get everything moving in an upward direction, which will push the, the warmth down the walls and everything from the ceiling. Keep that air circulating is a great thing to do all winter long. I suggest just leaving them on low and letting them move air around the house. Um, prep your winter equipment. Now that you've Got your lawn equipment, you know, put away and safe for a whole winter. Think about your snow shovels, your snow blower, all those winter tools. Getting them prepped and ready for winter is uh, important. Um, lubricating those shovels. And, of course, your garage door, lubricating it, making sure it's running well. Um, the rubber bottom of the garage door seal, it's great to uh, 
use like a car wax or WD-40 works to kind of wipe onto that rubber seal so it won't stick to the floor as uh, it gets freezing cold out. And then, of course, outdoor lighting. You know, no one wants to change a light bulb in the dead of winter. So go around just like we did with the window wells and stuff. Inspect all your outdoor lighting. Make sure it's working well. Make sure everything's ready to go. Replace any bulbs, things like that. And just kind of get all that done prior to the cold of winter so that you don't have to worry about it when it gets that cold out. Fantastic. All right. Well, moving on, this is a question that we get from time to time regarding water heaters, and it's about tankless water heaters. What are the pros and cons of tankless water heaters? If somebody doesn't know what it is, what is a tankless water heater? Yeah, no, that is that is definitely a great question because, you know, basically a tankless water heater really is the, the instant on-demand water heater. It's just a system that that heats your water with fire and gas um, that is instantaneous. So there's no tank holding the water. So it's not trying to keep a tank, you know, full of water hot all the time so that it's ready for you when you go. So, you know, the really, if when you look at the pros of a tankless uh, water heater, it's very high efficiency. It, it uses little energy to make this happen um, and it only does it while you're using it so there can be you know another pro is there could be some long-term savings if you are committed and you love where you are and all that stuff having one of these for years can save you a lot of money over the years and then they are very environmentally friendly um, and, and just you know, not having to throw them away in the big tanks and all the different stuff that goes with it. But there is definitely um, some some cons to it for sure that um, you could save some money throughout time, but there is a high upfront cost to getting these things installed. They cost more than regular water heaters. They're definitely way harder to install. You need to locate them on a wall so you're moving the location um, and, and they can require some some prior setup work too, as far as the size of the gas line coming into the home and stuff like that. You got to make sure it's going to work because the other kind is it can have a limited flow rate. So you want to make sure you get one that's big enough and it's going to function for your house, which means you need enough gas and everything to make it work. And then, you know, when you're looking at this, I really urge people, kind of like with the humidity, the amount of people in the home, you know, how you use things, what do you have in the home? This is just an important to think about if you're thinking about getting one of these water heaters because the energy efficiency of these is really, really great because it's only producing the hot water as you're using it. So think about it for a minute. If you have a family of six and you have four children and say two of them are teenagers and they like to take 45 minute showers and, you know, if you use it a lot, it's going to have the exact reverse effect. It's not going to save you any money. It's going to cost a lot more to put in and install and do all that. So if, if you're empty nesters and you snowbird in the winter, likely it's going to really do you well because you're going to have two or three months that you don't even use it at one period of time. And then with only having a couple people 
And, you know, what you're doing, you're cooking for less, you're doing less, you're doing less laundry. You know, think of the, well, you know, Todd. Yeah. How's the laundry? Imagine. it's great. The hot water, you know, that you're constantly going through. So it can really have a, a negative energy effect, you know, and savings effect if you have a, a busy household like that and, and really it's not going to save you. So a lot of these things come down to, you know, how are you going to use it and, and how is it going to benefit you or not? So that's really an important piece of this. Yeah. I think it's a fantastic idea. I just think it, it really has to fit the right situation. And a lot of times, like for me, a family of five, it's, you know, it's not the right situation. Well, and you, you think about the upfront cost of something like that too, um, and think about the warranty and the yeah. different things that come with it. And you're kind of going, okay, well, if if a water heater's you know three thousand dollars and a better water heater is five thousand dollars and this water heater is ten thousand dollars, is it really going to benefit me in a way? you know, that's going to last and, and help out, you know, over that time. And then if every single one of those has a five-year warranty, how much are you paying per year while this thing's under warranty? Well, right. it's 10000 It's got a five-year warranty. You're paying $2,000 a year while this thing's warranted. And then you're kind of on your own to fix and things like that. And I would highly recommend, you know, really checking on, you know, consumer reports on these models and things like this. Talk to your plumber if you're considering something like this. What model have you commonly used? What's your favorite? How, why? Because um, they'll generally prefer the equipment that works well and or that they can service. And if you get one that's from out of the country and they can't get parts and all of that type of stuff, then you're just kind of at it and you're and it's and it's harder. So Listen to them and, and they'll guide you in a way that they've seen work, you know, for a really, really long time. So again, we're getting near our break here. I want to remind everybody one more time of this kitchen window and door sale. It's a great thing going on. 5% off windows, doors, and kitchen. You can still get some financing with low monthly payments, or you can get 12 months, no payments, no interest in place of that and not even have to worry about paying for this thing for a year. The offer ends November 15th. We've got about a week and a half. You want to call in by Tuesday, the 14th would be good. Set your appointment with us. Have us out. You can find us at callmosby.com. You can call us at 314-909-1800 or again, walk into that Kirkwood studio on West Argonne, 115 West Argonne. We'll be right back after this. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. 
You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Ride at Home with Rich. And now, here's your host, Rich Horace. All right, everybody, we are back and uh, having a great time here, right at home with Rich, talking all about your home, your home maintenance, what to do for fall, winter, getting prepped, and and so many great questions and topics coming out. Got my man, Todd Bachman, here helping me out, my producer. We couldn't even do this without him. So, hey, thanks, Todd. Well, thank you so much, Rich. I love the I help, appreciate that. <laughs> every week, yeah. the help that no one actually gets to see, kind of yeah. the, the man behind the scenes. that The man behind know, the curtain. Yeah, yeah, who yeah, would, <laughs> wouldn't even be possible. So we should all give uh, Todd a big round of applause out there. Wait, I think I can hear it, right? You right, hear that yeah. Out there? yeah. The That's crowd awesome. goes wild. Yeah, yeah. So what's on tap? What do we got next? What What, what are people wondering about? Yeah, so this is good if you're thinking of converting your fireplace or adding a new fireplace. What are the differences between wood burning and gas-powered fireplaces? Yeah, and you know, I'm going to kind of turn this into my On the Road with Rich segment here because we do a lot. You know, when we're remodeling, um, we add a lot of fireplaces and we convert a lot of fireplaces. And this is always a question that I get all the time when we start looking at you know, the units that are there and people saying, well, I got a wood burning unit and I want to convert it to gas. And or the other one is, you know, when people look at gas fireplaces, that a lot of a lot of clients like the look of the open fireplace with the doors that open, you know, even if it's gas, they can see the logs. They, they don't, you know, they don't like or prefer that that sheet of glass in front of that fireplace. But in talking with them more and explaining in in depth and detail kind of what is happening when you do each system, a lot of them start to just turn around and really go, okay, yeah, because when you when you think about the house, you know, that's you think about it scientifically and how does it work and how does it breathe? And we've had all these discussions on how do I keep it warm? You know, how do I lower the humidity? How do I do all this stuff? Well, if you take a wood-burning fireplace and you put a gas log set in it, um, or when you use a wood-burning fireplace and you actually burn wood in it, if you do not have the actual air intake coming from outside to get, you know, air from outside into those logs to, to get the air for it, and and then close the doors. So that's the key with, uh, you know, even burning real wood is like close the doors, you open the damper so it gets fresh air from outside. So it's pulling fresh air from outside, fueling the flames, and then going up out of your chimney. If you don't do that or you don't have that, and 
I'm telling you, 90% of them, they either don't use it or they just don't even have it. It doesn't even get installed with the with the gas burning set. And then you put a log set in it and you've got all this heat going up out of your chimney. It just pulls the air in from the room in front of you. It can literally make your room colder, Ugh. removing warm air from the room. So you're running your heat. You're trying to keep the room warm. Um, I have this exact same scenario in my house with our fireplace. And what what really got me about it was when we, you know, there was the one thing I didn't like about my house when we showed up to look at it. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, my wife's like, that is gorgeous. And I'm like, that is the absolute worst way <laughs> to have a fireplace. And it was built that way. They put a wood burning fireplace with a chimney and everything, and then they literally put a gas log set inside of it, creating this from the build. All wow. they would have had to done was buy the right unit. This was 2003. They existed, buy the right unit. Maybe it's, you know, a thousand or fifteen hundred dollars more, possibly. Even if it is, you, you, spread that over a 30-year loan, it's going to cost you about a nickel. Right. You know, <laughs> yeah. you're, I don't even know if it'd be that. But, you know, and, and you get something that's better for how the house works and breathes and stays warm. And then if you think about it, these units, they have a fan, so they will actually take the heat being produced and blow it out into oh, yeah. the room at the bottom. So the one with the glass front will not create negative air pressure. It will not pull warm air out of the room. It will actually push more warm air into the room than the other scenario. It will just work and function a thousand times better for how the house needs to work and breathe and do all that stuff. So it really is a good idea to get that sealed front with your glass units, you know, with the glass over them and everything with your unit so that it can just work properly and actually heat your home and, and work really well. And to me, once you're used to it, it'll look fine. It, it'll work good. And you'll, you'll appreciate it down the road later on, you know, and that sort of thing. So that's a really important thing that I always stress with everybody. Right. Excellent answer. Let's move on to a question that, I think really affects multiple areas of the house and it's some good information needing to know. So how important is attic ventilation? So attic ventilation is really, it's important to the life expectancy of the roof. It's important to getting rid of moisture out of your attic um, and, and not basically rotting out the bottom side of your, you know, roof sheeting, the, the plywood sheeting. Um, attic ventilation is, is most of the reason that when you get a new roof, we always, everyone always puts on there, well, it's so much to replace each sheet of plywood. We don't know how many we'll find, you know, once we're in the middle of it, that's, that's why that stuff happens is poor ventilation. Um, so basically, if you get it working properly, it will double the life expectancy of an asphalt roof shingle. So if you take a roof shingle that you're, you're hoping is good for like 30 years, um, then basically 10 
to to 15 years is about what you're going to get out of that roof as it overheats, becomes really stiff, rigid, and just starts losing the asphalt pieces and becomes lighter and blows off easier and all of that. So it is very, very important to, to that aspect of it. Now, there are plenty of roofs out there that we've done that we've looked at that it the way it was built in the 50s, 60s, 70s, it's almost unachievable and it's just you're you're better off keeping it the best way you can, making it work well, sealing it as best you can, insulating it as best you can, and letting it breathe the way it's been breathing for the past 40, 50 years because that is kind of still the best circumstance or it takes a large construction project to gain that, you know, proper ventilation. And this next question dovetails kind of into that. It's, I have a whole house fan in my home and I never use it. What should I do? So this is like the same as that fireplace, really. Um, If you have, you know, one of those whole house fans in the hallway that's got the little metal louvers that, you know, open up when this 50-year-old rickety fan kicks on, and, and especially if you never use it, then you need to just get rid of it. Make it go away, seal it up, drywall over the opening, insulate it, seal it, do all that stuff. Because basically, if you think about it, your your attic insulation needs to be like a R. They're, they're up to like R48. It's yeah. like 38. We're in the 40s now, 49. They're saying get to for the St. Louis area. And, and you have no insulation in that two foot by three foot square in thin metal louver basically stopping the temperature difference. I mean, I've seen hallways literally sweat and water running down the walls, you know, almost like when you're showering in your bathroom and there's a lot in your bath fans not working well. And, you know, I've, I've seen people think they have a roof leak and it's right. this fan letting so much heat permeate down in the summer because your attic is outside the envelope of the house it is hot, hot in the summer. It is cold, cold in the winter. And without the the ventilation and the insulation and the air sealing, it just really, and then it causes a lot of, you know, condensation, stuff like that. So in the winter, they can be just as bad because you're losing your heat from your, your hallway into that attic. And with it being so cold, I, I actually have photos of a underside of a roof frozen with frost on it wow. and frost on the nails from the shingles and everything because there's so much heat coming up it's 30 degrees in the attic and it just creates condensation that then freezes and frost on that plywood and, and that's again going back to that roof why do we need to replace some of those sheets of plywood the moisture the freezing the delaminating all that stuff can really just cause major major problems up there you know and and it's just very good to make those things go away now if you use it then replace it for a new one it will take some work they're different sizes you'll need framing you'll need drywall but they make these fans that literally like freezer doors they open they shut they can get like that r38 insulation value in the doors of the fan and then it can be actually sealed off and you can have that fan and use, cause they're great, you know, in, in the, in the spring and the fall, 
getting the air moving through the whole house, they're absolutely wonderful things to have um, and, and really, really good. So we are just about out of time. Let's do this kitchen promotion real quick. Kitchen window door sale, 5% off with low monthly payments or 12 months, no payments, no interest. Get to us by Tuesday the 14th and set your appointment. For everybody else, I had a wonderful time. Todd, thanks for coming on and thank you and helping out. And we'll talk to everybody else next week. Have a good week. Get more at 971talk.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.